Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a linguist. no idea. <laughs> I, love I didn't that. know you were, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267 22 Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? Must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy Blake Guitar. Jeff. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and, uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV. And uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Oh, we're shooting hot dogs out of our vagina. It is the 424th edition of the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. Coast to coast and border to border. On TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty. Stitcher and the brand new oh, Nelly, the brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store. JiggyJaguar.us. Frank Fernuccio is going to join us in this hour. Also, Eric LaPrince, the foot guy, he's going to be with us. The footman. He's the footman. He is the footman. He'll join us. He'll talk to us. And my music's about to run out, so I gotta shut that shit off. It is the world famous Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. Coast to coast, and loyalty on Salina Media Connection. No, I just want him to send me another stupid letter in the mail. Um, I haven't really talked about it, and I probably won't ever talk about it because it's just dumb. They're dumb. And, uh... Just the way it is. It's this thing. I don't know what any of these things are. I've got a shit ton of these. An errander. I don't know what that is, either. We're gonna dump a lot of stuff off our hard drive here get a hold of us online jiggy jaguar dot is the way to be jiggy jaguar dot us jiggy jaguar dot com dial us up on the horn oh dial us on the horn yeah tell them Tell him about the horn. Ooh, I'm on the horn. Dial him on the horn. Yeah, get him on the horn. 
Catherine O'Hara. What? Catherine O'Hara. Guess we haven't done. God, I haven't done anything. Dial him up on the horn, I guess. Here you go. You still there, James? Yes, indeed. We're waiting on the doctor. We're going to skip ahead to uh, Wichita, Kansas. You'll be speaking to James on the radio for five minutes, okay? Stand by. Okay, James. Doctor. Hi. Doctor, we're, we're, okay, it's okay now. Yes. Well, tell us what you have for us this morning. Okay. Good <laughs> we don't have a lot of time. We've got five minutes. Tell us what you have for us this morning. Oh, well, uh, I'd like to talk about the role that women have played in, uh, in cancer research. And uh, in honor of International Women's Day on Thursday, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society is uh, trying to highlight some of the wonderful science and women who've uh, led that science, starting from uh, women such as Janet Rowley in, the, in almost 50 years ago, uh, who discovered the, the connection between chromosomes and cancer, to uh, Dr. Selena Chen Kiang, who's with me today, uh, who is doing groundbreaking research uh, in the blood cancers that has uh, a role outside of the blood cancers. So, so this is Selena Chen Chang. I pick it up from here. Uh, following Dr. Rowley's legacy, we now are able to actually type every patient's genome, understand what is mutated, what is changed, and how that is connected to the disease. And with this information, we can then target this mistake very precisely. So the work that the Dr. Nichols alluded to was that about 10 years ago, there was no way that you can control tumor cells from dividing. And by chance, I found a way to do that. We treated uh, lymphoma and myeloma to blood cancer and fast forward. That strategy is now used, FDA approved, to treat metastatic breast cancer inoperable. Uh, in the past, there was not much you can do about this, but now we have the strategy to treat them. It's incredibly gratifying. Well, what else do you have for us? Well, we'd like to also spend some time encouraging young women to think about careers in sciences. Uh, Selena and I both uh, have had very satisfying careers in the sciences, and that uh, careers in science aren't just sitting by yourself uh, in, a in a dark laboratory in a white lab coat working uh, with test tubes. Careers in science are now incredibly broad and incredibly creative and include uh, not only biology and chemistry, but uh, a lot of data science, statistics, technology, computer sciences, so there are a lot of ways that you can have the gratification of knowing that you're helping patients, uh, but also uh, the excitement and, uh, of whatever you have a passion for. And we think that now is a wonderful time for women to consider careers in science. 
Right, because this science is not only creative, it's also a very interesting teamwork. You learn from each other almost on a daily basis. And there's a common link to that is you have a goal to try to achieve another level of treating cancer. Not We start with blood cancer, but often what we find is not limited to uh, application in breast in blood cancer, as I mentioned earlier, it can be used in many, many other cancer treatment as well. So this is what the message that I think we have for the next generation of young people. And I think the conversation in our society about uh, the role of women is an opportune time for us to start talking about let's get more women in leadership positions and more women in the sciences. I think it'll help everybody. It's not meant to exclude men. It's meant to make our workforce and, and our creative process in science more diverse. The more good ideas we have, the better. No one should be excluded. Uh, and it's a, it's a very satisfying career. Well, where can we go for more information? I would urge uh, people both people who are interested in the science that the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society supports, but also people who are interested in finding out more about the blood cancers, particularly if you know someone who has a blood cancer diagnosis. There is a wealth of free information at lls.org, leukemialymphomasociety.org, all free, all kinds of support services. Please, please take advantage of this. We fundraise so that we can help patients. Well, fantastic. Have a good morning. BitcoinStockOptions.com. Check it out today. BitcoinStockOptions.com. These folks have a trusted, trusted history in getting you the best. BitcoinStockOptions.com. Check it out today. Are you wanting to get in the world of Bitcoin? Check out BitcoinStockOptions.com. That's BitcoinStockOptions.com. Attention, this is a public notice from Citizens Disability. If you are one of the millions of Americans who are disabled and unable to work, you may be entitled to disability benefits from Social Security. Receiving benefits is your right if you suffer from a physical or mental disability. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied, Citizens Disability can help. You'll be given an advocate who will evaluate your situation, handle your application, and deal with Social Security. Best of all, there is no fee until you receive your benefits. We only get paid if you win your case. To get started with your free no-obligation consultation, call 800-504-1639. That's 800-504-1639. There are a vast number of conditions that can make you eligible for disability benefits, many that you may not be aware of. So if you're disabled and unable to work, Call Citizens Disability today. Again, that's 800-504-1639. 800-504-1639. That's Citizens Disability. 800-504-1639. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. They can consolidate your debts, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. Call Consolidated Credit now. 800-404-0907. 800-404-0907. That's 800-404-0907. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 33313. Not a loan company. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM-19. Oregon DM-80031. Licensed by Virginia State Corporation Commission DC-32. 
Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-809-5785. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call a place for mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-809-5785. That's 1-800-809-5785. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS and you cannot afford to make payments to the IRS, you may qualify for the CNC tax program. This is a new program, and if you qualify, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Once you're accepted into this program, the IRS is forced to stop all harassing collection activities. No threatening phone calls, no wage garnishments, no bank levies, and no more monthly payments to the IRS. Get ready to write this number down. It's the most important number you'll ever need to end your IRS tax nightmare. Call Paramount Tax Relief at 800-549-6183 for a free confidential consultation to find out if you qualify for the CNC tax program. Once you are accepted into the CNC tax program, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Call Paramount Tax Relief now at 800-549-6183. That's 800-549-6183. Again, 800-549-6183. Jiggy Jaguar. Neil Bortz with us today. He's got- If they put Fox News on, liberals will complain. Uh-huh. If they put CNN on, conservatives are going to complain. Jiggy Jaguar. We've got Tom Donahue with us today. I started to organize, uh, no, not like Obama. Jiggy Jaguar. Publisher of Talkers Magazine, Michael Harrison. And uh, it's a lot of fun, and, and it's very informative, and uh, it, it does a lot of things. One, it, it's www.jiggyjaguar.com. 24 7 365 and available worldwide on the internet this is the number one talk show online the world famous jiggy jaguar show yes indeed iHeartRadio, radio am 247.com 50 plus amfm stations across the country and around the world kfrk in denver the world radio network of course a good friends over there at the uh Salida Media Connection. Maybe I'll get some more letters. I love getting letters. I love how they send letters. Keep those kinds of letters coming. It is the world famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio broadcast. Coast to coast, border to border. Eric LaPrince is going to be with us here in a few moments. He'll be talking with us about... uh, some amazing, amazing things. He's the author of Best Foot Forward. Now, let's go to these. Uh, student Loans and Arts. We have got a great, great, great new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. A college student attending Full Sail University is majoring in... Chosen and desired field, which is in the arts. 
They design and make digital artwork. The reason that they need their funds is because the parents use them as an endorser for two of their coworkers without telling them, which they use to fund their two coworkers' schooling and knowing that they also use financial aid that they're trying to pay off, which is just making the loan amount bigger. And they're only 19. This is an absolutely amazing, amazing deal. We need you to check out the website. Go to GoFundMe.com. Search student loans and arts. Check out G-O-F-U-N-D-Me.com. Search student loans and arts. Go to GoFundMe.com. Slash student dash loans dash and dash arts. Student loans and arts. It's on G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E-D-C-O-M. Check it out today and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Now, if you go over and you check out their their photo, which is part of the reason why I was not able to really get through that ad without trying to crack a laugh, it's another couple douchebags who want some money. Um, that's essentially what this is. Um, that's all there is on on the GoFundMe's. Are these are these basically? If you go look at this, go to g o f u n d GoFundMe dot com slash student dash loans dash and dash arts. Go look at these two fucking douchebags. These guys look like the biggest pieces of crap who are just trying to get free money. Uh, I, 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 I'm just blown away by this. Uh, remember the guy that we did a few years ago who paid for some advertising and wanted us, he wanted all the listeners to buy him a fucking Tesla? Yes. That asshole. Well, this looks like that asshole spawned and had kids, and now his kids are in college. And they want some student loans and arts. And they're at Full Sail University, of course. Full Sail University is the biggest sham. Uh, it's where WWE produces all their, all their shows from, and it's kind of a sham. But uh, I don't want to get into that here. I want to go to Eric LaPrince, the foot guy. Eric Prince in the building. Well, he's got to be on Skype. He's not going to be in the building. We are going to call Mr. Eric LaPrince. Eric LaPrice. Author Eric LaPrice is going to be with us. He's got the best foot forward. He's going to join us here in a few moments. Hello, this is Eric. And there's Eric. How are you, sir? It's uh, James Lowe from iHeartRadio. How are you today? I am doing well. How are you? Pretty good, actually. Now, um, I understand you just got married. Uh, how's how's everything going on that end? Oh, that's been going uh, really well. Other than uh, the fact that uh, we we live in two separate states. <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> Hell of a deal. 
Yeah, so we're trying to figure out how to end up in the same place. <laughs> well, uh, we've got a great guest with us today, Eric LaPrice. He's the author of Best Foot Forward. He's got a return visit with us today here on our big broadcast, and uh, he is just all over the Internet. People love his book. Um, so so besides being married, uh, to tell us what you've been up to lately with the books and, and everything else. Well, uh, with this book, I've... Uh been uh you know actively trying to promote it on facebook i put a lot of you know different messages up there i was offering a special over uh the saint patrick's day week you know at a big discount um so i've been trying to do everything i can just to keep getting that word out there and uh get people interested in it and i've been uh you know pondering ideas for for a follow-up book uh been trying to kick around uh some ideas of what i might do next now um Fairly recently, uh, we have had on our Sunday radio broadcast, we've had a lot of uh, adult film stars as we were been promoting our Exotica trip that we were we, we took to Denver. And uh, I noticed that foot foot fetish is a huge deal in this uh, in the porn world. Um, when you were writing your book, uh, did 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 you happen to notice that? Uh, that just kind of that feet are just kind of a big deal to people. Oh, absolutely! Um, it is like the, I mean, by far the 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 body parts that uh, men are attracted to more than any other. Um, by far, um, yeah, it, it's a huge, huge thing. Uh, but then again, you look at uh, you know pedicures and fancy shoes and everything, all the stuff that's you know supposed to draw attention right to those feet so not really surprised <laughs> we've got uh eric eric laprice with us today here in a broadcast coast to coast border to border tune in itunes radio loyalty and stitcher and uh so you've been you, you've been pondering and putting together uh, potentially a second book tell us a little bit about uh that process and and everything coming forward with that well, I've been just uh, storyboarding out an idea uh, with some of my other photography work. I mean, if you look at this book, it looks like, um, you know, I've only been uh, working on, like, shoes and feet and things like that. But I actually shoot a variety of stuff. It's just I had a, a very specific inspiration to do this particular book uh, to focus on feet and shoes as the, as the subject. So with all the other work I've done, like night sky photography, weather phenomena, wildlife, scenics, I've been looking to put a, a book together um, featuring my other types of work, even even the portrait photography work I've done, and uh, you know just breaking it into different chapters, different themes for each one, just to show the the variety of other work I've done. Uh, if you look out there, there's you know, tons of books on landscape. There's tons of books on, on single themes. So I was thinking of doing a um, just a variety of themes in, in one book just to show what my particular uh, interests are. Fantastic. It is uh, Eric LaPrice with us today. He joins us on our big broadcast, Best Foot Forward. And uh, he joins us today here talking about his incredible, incredible book. And um, so your book seems to be stealing the hearts of reading enthusiasts everywhere. Kind of give us a thumbnail sketch of this book and and a closer look at some of the work that you put into the book. 
Well, what it is, it's it's a photo book, but it's not just photos. There's plenty of photos through it of uh, different types of shoes. It's actually broken into chapters. So there's a chapter on high heels, a chapter on flats, on sandals, on pedicures, toe rings, ankle bracelets, and being barefoot and foot tattoos. So there's a separate chapter on each, and I did a lot of research for each one. Like I researched the history of high heels, and I wrote about those. So in addition to the photos, you can get a lot of good uh, historical information. Uh, there's little factoids spread throughout it. So if it's on a coffee table and you just pick it up for a minute while you're waiting for someone, you can, you can flip through and, and get something out of it. Uh, and, of course, the photos are great to enjoy. There's all kinds of fabulous photos, especially for anyone that has an interest in uh, footwear or, you know, um, pedicures or feet in general. Uh, tons of good photos. And in the back, I actually put a section in there to give it more of a, a personal touch where I wrote information about each one of the models in it and where I shot the photo. And, for example, if the, if the pedicure or if the foot tattoo had a special meaning behind it, I kind of write about that to explain what that meaning is, uh, just to show how some things about uh, what people do to decorate their feet can tell more about them than sometimes even a portrait can. Fantastic. It is a uh, great guest with us today, Eric LaPrice, with us today here in a broadcast. And uh, Eric, how do we reach you online, uh, social media, all that stuff? Well, uh, I actually have uh, a website uh, that promotes the book. It's at bookerpress.com. That's B-O-O-K-E-R-P-R-E-S-S dot com. And there's a link right through there where you can purchase it on Amazon. Uh, it's also available on Barnes & Noble. But I do also have a Facebook page. If you go to Facebook and just look up Booker Press, you'll come to the Facebook page. And if you go to that Facebook page and send me a message saying that you heard me talking about this book with James Lowe, you can then send me that message, and uh, I am going to be able to provide you a book for a special sale price because of that. For $10 for the book, and let's say flat rate for shipping, so $15 total, you can get a copy of the book with the gold stickers on it for the two book awards it's won, and I'll even autograph it for you. If you buy it through Amazon and Barnes and & Noble, you don't get that special deal. So I'm going to make that uh, a special deal for anyone who's listening out there. Perfect, perfect. We've got a, a great guest with us today. He joins us live here in our big broadcast, Coast to Coast, Border to Border. It's TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, and uh, author Eric LaPrice with us today. He's the author of Best Book Forward. And uh, tell us about some of the different uh, reviews and uh, feedback you've gotten on the book so far. Well, uh, some of the reviews I've gotten online were that, uh, you know, it's fabulous photography. I've gotten a lot of compliments on the great photography and how I've done so many different types of poses in so many different settings with, uh, with feet. Um, you might not think there's a whole lot you can do, but depending on the shoe the person's wearing or where you're at, you can come up with all kinds of different things. And uh, some of the ones I even uh, have a, a filter on my camera. It's uh, a crossfire filter. 
So anyone that had like a, a toe ring on that had a stone in it, if I use the crossfire filter, I get like this nice four-pointed star that comes off the jewelry. That actually is done with a filter doing the actual photograph. That's not cheating putting something in in Photoshop. That's actually taking a genuine photograph that way. So wow. a lot of uh, compliments on the photography and compliments on the writing, that it's uh, nice, straightforward, easy to understand, and just full of fun facts. Awesome stuff. It is a great guest. He joins us today here in our broadcast, Coast to Coast, Border to Border. On TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and our brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store, JiggyJaguar.us. You can stream the show live, 24-7 replay, exclusive news and programming information, all available on our fantastic, fantastic app. And uh, Eric LaPrice with us today here on our big broadcast. And uh, as uh, as we get set for our uh, second uh Half of our interview here with Eric. Eric, let's uh, tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide, a uh, tremendous, tremendous new marketing partner. Uh, they're basically trying to fundraise to earn vital funding. They're offering healthy water. 1.5 children die yearly from drinking polluted water. Two ounces of their water concentrate treats 198 gallons of water. Check out the website FVRD to win dot I-N-F-O That's F-V-R-D the number two W-I-N dot I-N-F-O. Give you a little bit more details about these folks here. They're doing some amazing, amazing work. They're fundraising. They're doing a water campaign because, remember, 1.5 children die yearly from contaminated water. Your organization can earn vital funds helping others. They ship internationally. Check out F-V-R-D number two W-I-N dot I-N-F-O and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Tell them all about it. And uh, we have got Eric with us today. He is uh, going to join us for the second half of our interview here on our broadcast. He is the author of Best Foot Forward, Eric LaPrice, with us here on our big program. Now, um, tell us about the writing process and everything with doing all the photography yourself and, and everything with the book. Take us through the whole process, Eric. Well, it was a long process. It took a period of, oh, God, I'd say, you know, like uh, several years. Uh, I first got the idea uh, when I stumbled across a photography contest for a jewelry company that specialized in foot jewelry. And I got a friend of mine to pose uh, different types of jewelry with different pedicures, and I sent in a bunch of photos and eventually forgot about it. And a couple months later, I got an email saying, congratulations, you're the winner. And uh, so my photo got to be the one they used to advertise the company. And uh, it uh, just made me think, hey, this is kind of cool. I shot all these photos, each one of them, you know, the different jewelry, the different nail polish, the different setting. It all adds kind of a different mood to each photo. And uh, the idea started to grow from there where I began uh, shooting different types of shoes and jewelry and just to seeing the difference between the two and what type of mood each one would evoke. 
and uh, I started doing the research behind each one, and uh, gradually it uh, it became uh, a book project, and uh, I broke it into the different chapters to talk about each section, and uh, it kind of took on a life of its own. Um, and even I was amazed once I started really working on it, just, just the variety out there and, like, taking a closer look at all the different pedicures and tattoos and just the variety and uh, what people would do to show a part of their personality. Like, there's one tattoo in there uh, where a woman on the tops of her feet, she got a pirate ship tattooed on one and, like, an old world compass on the other one because she was a big fan of pirates. And it, it's really a neat, intricate tattoo, and I'm thinking it was extremely painful to get, but, hey, it looked fabulous on her. So um, the research took a long time, and uh, I learned all kinds of stuff myself going into it, uh, like the fact that uh, high heels originally were worn only by men, uh, and they were originally designed for uh, uh, men to keep their, their uh, feet in the stirrups of saddles when they were riding hard. That's how high heels came about. Like, wow, wow. that's actually pretty cool. So that's the kind of interesting factoid you can pick up just by paging through this. Fantastic. It is Eric LaPrice. He's with us today here in our broadcast, Coast to Coast, Border to Border. Tune in, iTunes, Radio Loyalty. And um, so take us through the photography part of this. Um, how did you arrange some of these photos? How did you create some of these? Tell us all about it. Well, I started off, like I said, with uh, with that photography contest with with a friend of mine that uh, did some of the, the, the modeling for it. Uh, but when I really started getting interested in the idea, I, I didn't want it to be, like, overly posed and each one set up um, specifically. I wanted to get, like, the person on the street. Uh, so what I began doing was just... Uh, walking on the street and just noticing uh, if someone had a particular sandal or shoe I liked or if they had a neat tattoo on their foot or a pedicure, um, I would stop them and I'd talk to them. I'd tell them what I was doing and I would ask if I could shoot them to be part of the project. And most of the time, you know, people were pretty good about it. Probably 75% of the time they said yes and thought it was a pretty cool idea. You know, there were a few that were like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. But uh, overall, it was received very well, and I got a great variety of people from all kinds of different places, uh, all over the country, actually. Uh, so I got the, it, it just was that I wanted to get people in the here and now, whether their nail polish was chipped or whether they, uh, you know, had a shoe that was all beat up, you know, I I wanted to show them as they were, not overly posed and artificial. That's awesome. That's awesome. It is uh, Eric the Price of this today here in the broadcast, coast to coast, border to border. Tune in iTunes for your loyalty. Now, um, this this book uh, incredibly well written. You've put a lot of time and effort into this. Um, what do you want readers to take away from your writing of this book? What re what I'm sorry. What readers, what do you what they can take away from it? What do you want readers to take away from the book? Oh. 
Oh, okay. Well, number one, uh, you know, just to appreciate um, the, the interesting history that goes along with probably one of the most neglected parts of our bodies. I mean, people walk around all day long and they beat their feet up terribly. Uh, and it, it, most people don't take care of their feet as well as they should. And some of the fascinating history that goes with them, like I was telling you, high heels originally were, were for men only. It was actually women wanting to look more masculine that started wearing heels. And uh, eventually it's now come into primarily a, a fashion for women. But, you know, there's, there's no law of the universe that says only women can wear heels. And so that's one of the things I talk about in here is that uh, if fashion designers had not specifically marketed toward only women, chances are men would still be wearing heels today. And I don't mean just the cowboy heel, but, uh, you know, all different types. Um, so it also gets people to think about, you know, their own uh, style. Like, why don't more men get pedicures? Um, when, you know, in ancient Rome, they used to, uh, you know, paint their nails red before going into battle. Uh, that used to be a very masculine thing. Uh, so it just makes people think more about, you know, what is it that we do in fashion that is just being guided by a fashion designer as opposed to just what we would do if we just had, uh, you know, left up to our own devices. Yes, yes. Now, uh, this... This book is available. Uh, how do people find you and uh, get a hold of you and everything? Well, it is available on the Internet at any time. You can go to the website, which is Booker Press, B-O-O-K-E-R-P-R-E-S-S. I named it after a cat I used to have named Booker. So BookerPress.com is the website for the book. And there's a link on there to Amazon. You can also find the book through Barnes & Noble, but like I was mentioning earlier, I've got a Facebook page. It's uh, on Facebook. Just go to Booker Press, and if you send me a message on Facebook saying, hey, I'm interested in getting one of your books, I heard you on James Lowe. If you say that, that you heard me on the show, then I will give you one for only $15, and you will get the two gold stickers on the front for the two book awards it's won and i will even autograph it for you just contact me through facebook and we'll work out the shipping address and the payment stuff so that's a special fantastic. offer for being on the show today fantastic well i appreciate you making time for us today thanks for coming on and uh thanks for being with us we'll talk to you soon thank you eric all right always great to talk to you Appreciate it, brother. Thank you, man. There goes the best foot forward. And uh, we are going to take a break. Attention. This is a public notice from Citizens Disability. If you are one of the millions of Americans who are disabled and unable to work, you may be entitled to disability benefits from Social Security. Receiving benefits is your right if you suffer from a physical or mental disability. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied, 
Citizens Disability Can Help. You'll be given an advocate who will evaluate your situation, handle your application, and deal with Social Security. Best of all, there is no fee until you receive your benefits. We only get paid if you win your case. To get started with your free no-obligation consultation, call 800-504-1639. That's 800-504-1639. There are a vast number of conditions that can make you eligible for disability benefits, many that you may not be aware of. So if you're disabled and unable to work, Call Citizens Disability today. Again, that's 800-504-1639. 800-504-1639. That's Citizens Disability. 800-504-1639. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. They can consolidate your debts, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. Call Consolidated Credit now. 800-404-0907. 800-404-0907. That's 800-404-0907. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 33313. Not a loan company. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM-19. Oregon DM-80031. Licensed by Virginia State Corporation Commission DC-32. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-809-5785. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one -on -one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-809-5785. That's 1-800-809-5785. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS and you cannot afford to make payments to the IRS, you may qualify for the CNC tax program. This is a new program, and if you qualify, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Once you're accepted into this program, the IRS is forced to stop all harassing collection activities. No threatening phone calls, no wage garnishments, no bank levies, and no more monthly payments to the IRS. Get ready to write this number down. It's the most important number you'll ever need to end your IRS tax nightmare. Call Paramount Tax Relief at 800-549-6183 for a free confidential consultation to find out if you qualify for the CNC tax program. Once you are accepted into the CNC tax program, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Call Paramount Tax Relief now at 800-549-6183. That's 800-549-6183. Again, 800-549-6183. Download the iHeartRadio app to hear us live as live can get. Search J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R. You will hear great bits like this from Barry Farber, legendary conservative talk show host. Makes the difference. But look, man, i got to thank you uh, for giving me this much time, this much respect. You have really made today a great pleasure for me, and I want to thank you for it. Once you've downloaded the iHeartRadio app, search J-I-G-G-Y. 
J-E-G-U-A-R, and listen to all of our past episodes and future episodes of the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar Show, all categorized by hour. Well, I, I, well, I just want to say I love what you do, James, but I, I love what you're doing. I love just being a part of what you what you can share information uh, with your listeners. Search J-I-G-G-Y-J-E-G-U-A-R on iHeartRadio. Now, the Jiggy Jaguar Show on JiggyJaguar.com. Okay, we lost Frank Vernuccio. We are going to call Frank Vernuccio back on Skype. And hopefully we have a better connection. I always loved the Frank Vernuccio alternate number. Where does that go? This is Frank Fiducio. Oh. Please leave a message. Okay. We lost him again. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. To leave a callback number, press 5. I think his phone went. Maybe not. And there's Frank. Look at that. We lost you for a second. Yes, not a problem, my friend. I, uh, I I was hoping that you didn't uh, get assassinated or indicted or anything. So, uh, I just, so I'm glad I'm glad you're back with us. Now, what do you have for us this week? I know there's a lot in the news to cover. I'll, I'll, I'll let you start us off here, my friend. Well, there is indeed so much to cover. You know, one of the things that it's sort of a different type of issue, but this is a very auspicious week in terms of anniversaries of great dates in American history. Uh, April 19th, which is Thursday, is the anniversary of the battle at Lexington and Concord, which, of course, started the American Revolution. Yes. But, James, I don't think we're going to see... Uh, that taught in our colleges, our high schools, or our grammar schools. Now we're going to see much mention in the media about it. And it's rather symbolic of the state of our education that this pivotal event is almost forgotten by the media and by our educators. That's a real shame. We've got Frank Fernuccio with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. And um, what, 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 what do you make of all this uh, Syrian news? Uh, that there's a rumor that uh, Trump may hit Syria again. Uh, what, what do you make of all this, Frank? Well, of course, it's not surprising. The president has said on occasion that uh, you know the use of chemical weapons is unacceptable. It's outlawed throughout the planet. And uh, it wouldn't be surprising if it hits Bashar al-Assad again. Remember, he hit him once before, and Assad apparently didn't get the message. But, you know, I'm worried about one thing, James. Uh, the world might actually get, and the American voter, more importantly, might get the wrong idea from not our failures, but our successes in the Middle East. Uh, in the two Gulf Wars and in our attacks on Syria in retaliation for their use of outlawed weapons, the United States military did incredibly well. But, you know, James, it's one thing to strike against an inferior force like the Syrians or like Saddam Hussein over in uh, Iraq, but it's another thing to match our military against the Russians and the Chinese. Now, since 1992, our military is but a shadow of what it was in the past. And particularly in the past eight years, 
Um, our military has been so defunded that it is really uh, down below where it needs to be to successfully deter aggression by Russia and China. As we watch the success of our military in Iraq, we have to remember that there's a lot of work we have to do to get our military back into fighting shape in order to discourage the Russians or the Chinese from engaging in aggressive actions around the world. We've got Frank Fernuccio with us today. He joins us live, USA Gov Policy. And also today, the Supreme Court is going to hear arguments on an online sales tax. Uh, they're going to hear argument in a case that could at least somewhat clarify Donald Trump's complaints about Amazon, quote-unquote, not paying Internet taxes. It will also decide if those cheap deals on Newegg are going to be less of a steal, according to Gizmodo. Uh, well, what do you make of all this? You know, when we're looking at an economy that's about, or a federal budget that's about $20 billion, $20 trillion in deficit, um, it's not particularly surprising that um, we are going to see the government try to get more sources of revenue. Uh, now, in terms of the legality of that, I, I'm not sure of all the issues involved in terms of what the Supreme Court's going to look at, because sometimes the court will not look at the issue you think they look at, but a lot of underlying technicalities. But I suspect sooner or later we're going to see some way of the federal government latching on to those Internet sales uh, to gain some revenue. Remember, if you take a look at the way uh, shopping has been done, there's much less uh, commercial retail in brick and mortar, and a lot of it's going on uh, through the Internet. Sooner or later, governments are going to want a piece of that, and it's probably going to be sooner rather than later. Frank Fernuccio with us today. He's on iHeartRadio each and every week, and uh, also AMFM247.com, as well as many other great stations across the Fruited Plain. Uh, well, what do you have coming up on the radio broadcast this weekend? Well, we're going to look again at uh, the, the condition of America's armed forces. We're going to look at education, which we started talking about before. Um, you know, the fact of the matter is, that far too much of our educational system is actually based, uh, is, is actually less based on fact and more and more it's been uh, opinion rather than fact. That's something I don't think most of parents approve of, particularly kind of hard left education that you're seeing at the university level. We're going to take a long look at that. We've got Frank Fernuccio with us today. And uh, Frank, as we, as we wrap up here, my friend, uh, Give, give us one news story that the media is not covering that uh, that you are all over, my friend. Well, in today's Jerusalem Post, um, Israel is planning for a direct attack by Iran. That could be a catastrophic event, um, and I think that part of the reason for the Syrian attack, aside from the uh, attacking Syria for its lawlessness and using chemical weapons, is to deter that attack by Iran. It's going to be a big story if it happens. Well, thank you, Frank. I appreciate it. And uh, we won't talk to you next week because I'll be off, but I will uh, talk to you in the month of May, my friend. I appreciate it. James, I look forward to our next conversation. And when next we meet, let's hope we actually have some spring around here. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> thank you, Frank. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you, James. Thank Bye -bye. you, man. There goes Frank Fernuccio, the big star. And... Uh, He's right. Where is spring it? Where is spring it, my friends? 
Well, right now, uh, here's this. Welcome back to our big broadcast, Coast to Coast, Border to Border, tune in, iHeartRadio and JiggyJagwire.us for our official app. And uh, we've got a great guest joining us on Skype Audio today. Go ahead and uh, give us a brief introduction on yourself, my friend. Hello. I don't know if I can follow that very, very excited intro. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Lisa. I directed this documentary called Life After Flash, which is coming out this year, which follows the life of Sam J. Jones, a.k.a. the man who... You saved the universe, uh, Flash Gordon, which yes. is exciting. Now, uh, why did this happen? Why, why, why did all this? Why, why, why did you decide that this needed to be a, a documentary? Take me through all of this. Well, that is a great question. Um, it was. It, I had loved Flash Gordon since I was really little, um, and it just happened that I had had a background in documentaries anyway. And a friend of mine had worked with him on in this UK show called The Jump, where celebrities do like ski jumps. Um, and she got to know him then. And when she spoke about him, I was amazed that she had worked with Flash Gordon. Um, very jealous. And I, it was just a conversation at a party. And I said, I, I would love to know what he's done since the film. You know, it was such a great film. And I hadn't known that he had done really anything else apart from Ted. Um, and it just kind of went from there. I put a proposal together. She sent it to his agent. He wanted to chat. I Skyped him. I was very nervous. Uh, we met him. And then it, yeah, just kind of snowballed from there. But it was just, it wasn't really a conscious effort that I went out and said, I want to do a film about Flash Gordon. Um, it, it started off a film about kind of what he had done since the film. And then it snowballed into a celebration of the film as well. Because uh, you, you can't really do a film about Flash Gordon without talking to all the cast and crew. Now, um, uh, hunting, and it hunting, just felt like the right time to do him. Hunting down uh, a lot of these folks. Uh, how did you exactly go about doing that? It was very, very tough. I'm not going to lie. It was really, really tough. Um, I mean, Sam. Obviously, we had the connection through the agent. Um, and it and it's hard when you're trying to go through a lot of agents because they're kind of the gatekeeper to someone, whether or not they want to do it. So I battled trying to find other avenues to get them. You know, a lot of searching, a lot of phone calls, a lot of Googling, a lot of pleading. Um, and it, I was really lucky in the people that I found. Um, it was shot in the UK, so a lot of the people happened to be in the UK anyway. Um, I'm very good at researching, so I do, you know, go through a lot of back doors and, and avenues to try and find another way to get hold of people apart from just through an agent. Um, you know, we didn't get everyone for various reasons, there's certain people who aren't in it, but I think we have a really great collection of people who are in it, um, which was good. But it was that was one of the toughest things is trying to just find these people because I just had no idea. I had no yeah. connections to them originally. Well, it is a uh, it is it is it is a pretty cool little project. We've got Lisa Downs with us today. Uh, check out lifeafterflash.com for more information. It's a feature documentary. Looking at the real man behind the legend of Flash Gordon, it was directed by Lisa Downs, our guest today, and uh, she joins us here on our big broadcast. Now, um, I've seen the the, the trailer, and uh, this this is absolutely amazing. Uh, you know his his reaction to. Uh, Going to a Comic Con is, is my favorite part of this. Um, that that experience, you know, I started going to Comic Cons a few years ago, and 
I'd it's heard a about whole other world. it is a whole <laughs> other world. You are correct. <laughs> what was what was some of the reactions to uh, to 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 people because this uh, Flash Gordon is a uh, is a classic in the sci fi and Comic Con world, and uh, I'm 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 sure that was just very entertaining to him, and I'm sure to you and and, and a few others. It, do you know what the Comic Cons? I had never been to a Comic Con before filming this, and now I'm a seasoned pro at six visits to Comic Cons. Um, but it it was it was interesting because so many people there. You're with people who totally understand why you want to do it and totally love the film. And if they haven't seen it, they appreciate that they probably should watch it if someone loves it so much and it has such a following. Um, but what really surprised me is we spoke to a lot of the guests that were at the Comic Con as well as the fans and they were people that I would never think of contacting just if I was trying to come up with an interviewee list um, but people like Robert Rodriguez and Sean Gunn and Michael Rooker and all these people that end up being like massive fans of Flash Gordon and I had no idea like how I, I wouldn't know what they personally like in movies so that to me was the most interesting as we kind of went around and asked people hey what do you think of the film and Sam and, and they were just so keen to do interviews because they had seen it when they were eight or nine and had that experience that a lot of people had where their dad took them and you know and that was really that was really cool to see and and seeing like Robert Rodriguez being really nervous to go to Sam's table to ask for an autograph and he'd never met him and then he went to Melody and you know he he was there as a fan um so that was really cool but I just it's got such a community when you go to a comic-con and it's nice to to go, well, maybe I'm not crazy loving films like this. You know, <laughs> there are other people like me. So, uh, so it was cool. I really, I really enjoy them and the people who run them are super friendly and supportive and, you know, and that's what you need when you're doing an independent film. Well, it is a, uh, it, it is, it is a fantastic, fantastic, uh, look today at the film Life After Flash. Check out lifeafterflash.com. That's the official website where you can get all the information on how, uh, how this film was put together, some of the crew, some of the festivals, uh, all, all the different things. Um, talk to me a little bit about the music because the music of Flash Gordon, uh, with Queen is uh, is absolutely amazing. Um, talk to me mm-hmm. a little bit about how you guys deal with that in the movie, as far as the as far as the music is concerned. We certainly we certainly celebrate it. I don't think you could have a film about Flash Gordon and not touch on the music. And for me, you know, there are certain like if there's a cast member that you can't quite get, you just go well. You know, I'll, I'll make it work. But I just feel like you can't have a film without someone from Queen in it. And we had had an interview with Howard Blake, who I don't know if you're familiar with him in the States, but in the UK, he's, he's pretty big because he composed this film called The Snowman, which is, yes. you know, every, yes. everyone's childhood in, in England. Um, so we had spoken to him and he did all the orchestral scores for the film. Um, and so we chatted to him and I tried to get to Brian through him and I just couldn't. And he, Brian must have taken like a year and a half to finally get an, a response back from him actually he I woke up and there was an email from Brian May in my inbox and I was super excited um but it took a year and a half to get him actually even nearly two years by the time we actually locked in a date because his schedule kept changing um so we went to his house in England which was amazing you know there's like a queen throne <laughs> and all the photos are everywhere and um and he he wanted to do it where there was a piano because he wanted to play us this little section of the song that no one kind of knew 
that there's there's this part that he plays that no one really knew how he did it because they don't show it in the video um so that was really surreal having sitting there having him play the flash theme and his flash t-shirt he came out in um but I, so I think we, we celebrate the music really well, you know, and it's, it is obviously such a huge part of the film. And, um, I had shown Brian the little section that I had cut on it and he said it, you know, was very nostalgic and emotional for him, which was nice. Um, so I feel like if you're a fan of Flash Gordon, hopefully you won't be disappointed because you do get to hear, you know, Brian in person talking about his experience and then it's matched with people's opinions on, what it meant to them and then also Howard's point of view because um, I don't know if many people knew that there was someone doing the orchestral side of the score yeah um, so it, it was I hope we've done it well um, it was amazing to to meet Bri Brian um, and yeah so I, I feel like we have done it justice I hope I hope we've got because it's uh, such an incredible score isn't it I mean yes, it's so iconic it is. and you can hear it and you know it's it's pretty special it is it is an absolute uh, amazing amazing film uh, and uh, the documentary Life After Flash uh, it is it is an amazing amazing piece you've you've put together a lot of uh, a lot of cool things uh, for this movie how long did this movie take to put together hmm. uh, longer than it should have I think when, when it's so it it actually took probably about three years to to do um and we're uh yeah it was very independent um and anyone who has done independent films knows that you have to really love it <laughs> to to stick with it because there were a lot of times where i just thought i can't i can't keep going you know and it's it's quite um it's quite stressful because you also want to do justice you know and there were certain people that i didn't want to finish it without you know you can't do it without brian may or brian blessed and and it just it kept taking a long time to get these people locked down for an interview and we also did a couple of crowdfunding rounds um to help obviously we're uk based and we were trying to do a film about someone in san diego um so we needed some some backing and we were very lucky with that but it just yeah it it took yeah three years to do of hard work and passion and (laughs) tears uh but yeah so it's it's been um we've been very lucky with the people who have backed us in crowdfunding that have been really patient. You know, if you put in money in 2015, you would expect to see something in maybe 2016. Um, you know, and so people have been really good and kept saying, you know what, we're happy to wait. It doesn't matter. You take your time doing it and make it as good as you can do it. Um, and I think that's what we've done. So we were very lucky that people people understood why it, why it takes so long. You know, we didn't have a full budget up front just to be able to, to go out and shoot it as you would a normal production. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited that it's finished <laughs> for my mental health. We've got Lisa Downs with us today. She joins us talking about Life After Flash. It is uh, an absolutely, absolutely amazing documentary, and uh, she joins us today here on our big broadcast. And uh, the, the one thing about uh, I had always heard uh, with this movie uh, and and everything that uh, that Sam, this was supposed to be his big launching off point, and he was going mm-hmm. to go do this movie, and then he was going to go be this big you know action star. Yeah, and it just didn't happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and it didn't. And now that uh, he's he's been in the, the the Ted movie, he's been in uh, a, a lot of people, you know, 
have have uh, have have heard of your documentary and have uh, he he's he's kind of I guess regenerated a, a a whole whole nother world. Um, just talking to him for the documentary and just talking to him in person. Um, does he appreciate all this now and understand, you know, that this is this is a cool deal because people do, you know, they love the hell out of that movie, uh, or 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 is it, or does he kind of have some regrets that he never got to be, you know, Van Dam or Schwarzenegger or these guys? We we do cover that very much in the film. Cool. Um, so if cool. you do want answers to that, you can you can get them in the film. But he. The great thing about Sam with this is he kind of came into it and said, you know what, if we're going to do it, let's do it properly. I'll ask me anything you want. He, all his friends and family he connected us with, and he said to them, you know what, as long as you're being truthful, I don't mind what you say. So there are a lot of stories that came out in the process of doing this that I had no idea happened. You know, And that's one of the struggles I had at the beginning of the film is that how do you kind of write a storyline for documentary? You don't know what the story is um but we were very we were very lucky he was very open with it and he he knew that kind of full circle things would pick up again um you know he is doing a lot of acting now um he is doing a lot of appearances now he like genuinely loves the fans that come and visit him and he'll take the time for every single person that comes to talk to to them and it's more it's a deeper level than oh what did you think about the film you know how did you first see it it's like well what like do you need help like do you what's bothering you are you okay are you you know what can i do and it's he tries to connect on a much deeper level and he really appreciates he like he doesn't take it for granted at all that people still love the film which you might you know it's probably very common for some actors to just go i just don't want to talk about it anymore i've done it i can't keep going going on about it but he yeah he he really appreciates and you know other people like melody too who played dale they all say you know just to be a part of something that that connects with people is is something that you know doesn't come along very often um but yeah in terms of sam's like thoughts on his career and what happened and why it happened and why things didn't happen uh we he spoke about and his friends spoke about and uh and it's all in life after flash fantastic now uh yeah, life after gossip. flash uh facebook twitter uh you guys have a presence everywhere and the uh, website is lifeafterflash.com we now um uh getting a hold of brian blast and some of these folks uh was was that easy to do or was that once again another we got to go through agents and pr people and shenanigans <laughs> it he brian blessed was was actually pretty easy because he i had just gone through his agent and his agent was really lovely um for him it was just trying to get a time to do it so so some people it was a bit stressful that will I get them because I can't get hold of them and yeah. some people it was stressful because will I get them because they are just so busy I can't I can't find a time in the diary and I'm trying to navigate like doing shoots as, as well overseas and then they do talks around the country and so he was one that also he first said yes just to give you an idea of how these things work he first said yes in September of 2015 and I interviewed him in February of 2017. Wow! And it and it was that long of constant emails, and you don't want to like be too pushy 
you know, because yes. you don't want them to say, no, I just don't want to deal with you anymore. So it's this fine balance of kind of nudging, but do I wait another three months? Do I wait six months? Do I, you know, just email every day? Uh, so he he was like super willing and really lovely and the agent was lovely, but, but it just, yeah, schedules, you know, and then I have, I, I dealt with some agents who wouldn't, who just were like, wouldn't respond or flat out. No, and <laughs> yes. so I have to go through, yes. like I was stalking people, seeing what appearances they were doing and trying to sneak press passes and, you know, trying to find their relatives on Facebook to message them. To, <laughs> you, know, how you, 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 like- you, you, uh, you, you do the things that, uh, I have been putting up with for a hell of a long time. I completely, <laughs> completely understand when you want to get that. Well, you don't want to be rude. And you also realize that, that, that some of these folks, uh, these, these PR folks are basically paid to just not do anything. That, 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 like you were saying, they, you know, they just flat out said no. They okay. don't know me anything. They don't know who I am. Yeah, they don't know who you are. They, you know, they, and, and you're completely correct. They, they don't owe you anything and, and all that. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. glad to see that, uh, at uh, all these years that I've had to put up with various things, uh, <laughs> that I'm, I'm not the only one out. <laughs> I, mean, I, I won't say who it was, but I even got an email. There was back and forth and there was maybe a yes to an interview, but it got to a point where they emailed and said, don't contact me again. Like yes. I don't want to hear yeah. from you anymore. This has to be the last email. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. But maybe just you know. So yeah, it, it. I was like polite and nice, but but it is hard because you do. There was a period where I was. There were certain people that I couldn't get, and I was just thinking, why? Why won't you say yes? Like I'm doing it for the film. The fans love it. Like, don't you want to celebrate it? And then, then I realized, yeah, like they, what do they owe me? Like, why they that too? Say yes. that's, you know, I'm. That's the thing. I shouldn't be thinking like that because they have every right to say no. What if they don't want to revisit the film that they did thirty <laughs> odd years ago? You know, so I had to try and change my thought process a little bit. And um, I was always very appreciative of the people that said yes, but I had to just go. Well, you know, there's only so much you can push people. Without getting a restraining order. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, right. I, I I do understand that. Yes. Now, um, Lisa, with with putting this 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 together and putting all these different things uh, and and chatting with everyone and getting everybody to you know getting their takes on different things. Was there ever or will there ever be a time where you're going to be able to? basically get everybody back to like um, like having a reunion or whatever is that is that possible or do you know it's funny because i actually did that oh ah, i started yeah that's awesome I, it was it was in england i started this film i, I skyped sam in october 2014 and i didn't understand the gravity of what goes into putting on a reunion event so when i was just emailing sam about some stuff and we were talking about cast members and and he, he had just thrown out that, oh, you know, oh, maybe I had thrown out, I forget how it happened, but something about a reunion, you know. And I was like, well, we should do it. It would be amazing for the documentary. And pretty much 2015 was, was, I was obsessed with putting on this reunion and it was so massive and so stressful. <laughs> and I, 
I didn't realize how how much work it takes to do it. But we ended up going to the um, this place in London where BAFTA is. Yes. The home of BAFTA in in um, Piccadilly. And it was a nice black tie event. We had about 200 people, fans come. Alex Ross, I don't know if you've seen, it, it might be in the trailer, Alex Ross has done this huge Flash Gordon poster. Yes. With all the cast on. It was only recent. So that was done for the reunion because he said he wanted a reason to do this poster. And so he did it for a guy called Jason Lindsay, who you'll see in the film too, helped set all this up. And he did the, the poster to give to... We everyone got a massive print of this signed by the cast that were there as part of attending, and we had Sam, Melody. We we built it around that they were in Germany anyway, so they came to London for it. We had Peter Wingard, um, Mike Hodges was there, the director. Wow. Um, Brian Blessed. We had Howard Blake, the composer. Uh, we had a couple of the special effects people. Trevor Butterfield was a Hawkman. George Gibbs, who was special effects. Um, the first AD was there, so we had this kind of really lovely evening where everyone watched the film and then they did a Q&A afterwards and then there were drinks and it was nice because everyone mingled um, mingled with everyone and there's a guy who was also in the film called Bob, Lyndon Mayer um, yes. who has the most incredible collection of props that I've ever seen and not just Flash Gordon but just of everything you could imagine and he flew over with like the original sword the original tank top the original Clytus mask um, Holy smokes! I know, and then, like, so you see Peter Wingard holding this Kaidus mask, and he just said, I feel like I'm home. <laughs> you know, and it, it, was a really, it was a really lovely event, and it was something that I will never, ever do again. <laughs> because it was, it was just so, I mean, it was just me, it was just me organizing the yes. whole thing, and I'm, you know, trying to navigate yes. everything, and uh, it was, yeah, it was really wonderful, and I, from, from what people have told me, they had an amazing time. Um, off the back of it, it's certain film festivals with Life After Flash, we may do, um, you know, like a Q&A with some cast members and things, so there may be chances that, yeah. that people can kind of see some of the cast. Um, but in terms of big reunion, I'm happy to, like, to help someone else who wants to do it, but I certainly can't. <laughs> I certainly won't be doing that again, but it was a really wonderful night. Well, that that is, that is pretty damn cool. We've got... Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, actually, in the credits of the film, if people hang around for the credits, there's footage of the reunion in in the film of Life After Flash. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Now, um, this this is this is an amazing, amazing uh, project. When is this going to be publicly available? I know you've done some premieres, and and I noticed from the website you're you're working with some folks to uh, to to get to get the film out there wide and everything else. Mm-hmm. So we haven't we haven't had any public screenings yet. We had a couple of private ones for backers and cast, one in LA and one in London, and also to get kind of a, some feedback. So off the back of those, we actually re-edited it a little bit. Um, but we are having our world premiere at the Chattanooga Film Festival. Uh, it runs from April 5 to 9. Um, so if people want to come and see it, they can come and see it there. We'll be announcing our UK uh, premiere location and date soon, probably in the next couple of months. Um, and we're talking to other festivals at the moment about it. And in terms of distribution, we've got our sales agent, AMP, who... Um, who are taking it to film markets and, and talking to people as we speak. So um, we're hoping that it will be released end of the year, 
you know, something like that. It'll hopefully be this year. Um, but it's definitely in the process of, of getting out there. But it's um, people can definitely start seeing it um, at the film festivals to start with. Fantastic. Well, uh, yeah, it's exciting. I it's appreci- nice to finally be able to show people yes. and stop getting questions of when can I see it, when can I see it, and I can just send links and go here. <laughs> go to Tennessee. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, yeah. um, but before we let you go, um, I guess uh, – Mention the website and social media and how we how we get in touch with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so website's lifeafterflash.com. Um, we're on Facebook. I think it's just facebook.com forward slash lifeafterflash and same with Twitter. Um, I'm the one that does all the social media, so if anyone wants to – there's an email address on the website. If you message on Facebook or Twitter, it'll be me responding um, always happy to chat to people about it, um, and it's always nice to get comments and questions, saying uh, saying how excited people are. So it's so yeah, any of those avenues people can get in contact with. Well, good stuff. Well, Lisa, I appreciate you making time for us today, and uh, no, we will definitely you. talk to you soon. Thank you, my friend. Yes, yeah, thank you so much. Appreciate it. There goes Lisa Downs. Uh, Life After Flash, lifeafterflash.com is the official website. Go check that out. And uh, heck of a movie, heck of a film. And uh, we appreciate her for making time for us today. We're going to take a time out. And when we come back on our big broadcast, we've got more. Stay tuned on the other side coming up. Attention, this is a public notice from Citizens Disability. If you are one of the millions of Americans who are disabled and unable to work, you may be entitled to disability benefits from Social Security. Receiving benefits is your right if you suffer from a physical or mental disability. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied, Citizens Disability can help. You'll be given an advocate who will evaluate your situation, handle your application, and deal with Social Security. Best of all, there is no fee until you receive your benefits. We only get paid if you win your case. To get started with your free no-obligation consultation, call 800-504-1639. That's 800-504-1639. There are a vast number of conditions that can make you eligible for disability benefits, many that you may not be aware of. So if you're disabled and unable to work, call Citizens Disability today. Again, that's 800-504-1639. 800-504-1639. That's Citizens Disability. Disability, 800-504-1639. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. They can consolidate your debts, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. Call Consolidated Credit now, 800-404-0907. 800-404-0907. That's 800-404-0907. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Incorporated. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 33313, not a loan company. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation, Maryland DM-19, Oregon DM-80031, licensed by Virginia State Corporation Commission, DC-32. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-809-5785. 
a place where mom offers free one-on-one -on -one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call a place for mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-809-5785. That's 1-800-809-5785. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS and you cannot afford to make payments to the IRS, you may qualify for the CNC tax program. This is a new program, and if you qualify, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Once you're accepted into this program, the IRS is forced to stop all harassing collection activities. No threatening phone calls, no wage garnishments, no bank levies, and no more monthly payments to the IRS. Get ready to write this number down. It's the most important number you'll ever need to end your IRS tax nightmare. Call Paramount Tax Relief at 800-549-6183 for free confidential consultation to find out if you qualify for the CNC tax program. Once you are accepted into the CNC tax program, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Call Paramount Tax Relief now at 800-549-6183. That's 800-549-6183. Again, 800-549-6183. You're not on the list yet? Remember to check us out on JiggyJaguar.com and sign up for our newsletter. You'll get updates on the latest videos and audio content from KMA Entertainment. All is now being recorded. We got Brian Kelsey. Hey, James. Good morning, Brian. How are you, sir? I'm very well. How are you today? Pretty good, actually. Now, uh, we're, we're talking DIY today with uh, Brian Kelsey. Follow up here. If you're one of the many, a uh, home makeover, listen up. I'm a proven expert, Brian Kelsey Jones. Us for this day, latest trick. Let's have, and to help everything from the bathroom to the kitchen. So what's hot for updating your home right now, my man? Well, James, there are so many different things. I could really go on for hours and hours, but let's 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 narrow it down. Let's start with the bathroom. Um, now, if you if you're even if you're new to home improvement, or you know maybe you're a seasoned expert. I'm sure, like yourself, James, you've probably done a lot of projects around your house. I, I would bet. But starting with something like changing your shower head in the bathroom, <clears throat> excuse me, is a super way to uh, to really update that whole experience in there. It's easy to do as easy as unscrewing your old shower head and screwing in um, a new one. And you can really change that experience of, uh, of you know, your shower, and it's like five minutes. Uh, Moen from, from uh, Propel is, a, is a, a, a unique product from Moen that is a shower head. They have actually two models, a wall mount and a hand shower. So um, this is some really, really easy way for you to actually change that whole sort of uh, uh, Experience in the shower, you know, this, this product is great because it's got a, like five different shower settings, huge four-and-a-half-inch head. It sprays a lot. It, it really, you know, upgrades you from whatever that little old inefficient shower, spray, uh, shower head that you, you're replacing. It also has a pause button, James. So, like, you know, you're in there, you're, you're washing your hair, you're washing the dog, or you're, you know, washing the kids, and you want to, uh, like, sort of put, the, put the, the spray on hold. You hit pause and it just changes to a little trickle. So 
Now all of a sudden you're, you're, you're not only having an upgrade and a great experience, but now you're saving water because these are uh, certified to meet EPA water sense criteria. So now you, not only are you doing great things, but you've got a great shower and you've got all sorts of different finishes you can find for, this, uh, for these guys. It's great. You can go to Moen.com or um, uh, over to HomeDepot.com to check them out. Um, and uh, really, really affordable, too. So, again, really, really super easy way to upgrade uh, your bathroom, and you can do it yourself. James, how, what, what is your kitchen situation like, James? Are, uh, do you have a new kitchen? Do you have an old kitchen? Or are you, like, It's an old kitchen, my friend, but what do you have for it? What do you have for it? Well, you know, I, a countertop. That's where we're going to start with, start with the countertops because that is, like, the most used surface. Think about the abuse that you put your countertop through, and, I know I'm terrible. I spill stuff. I have knife blades on there. My kids are writing on the, the, the countertop. It's terrible. So I need something that is going to be beautiful but withstand all of that. And there is a product. Uh, it's called Decton by Cosentino. And it looks just like natural stone. It's not. It's actually a combination of quartz um, glass and porcelain. And they put it under high pressure and created this countertop that it's unbelievable. You've got to see it. Um, you can go over to HomeDepot.com and check it out um, to take a look at it. But it, it look, it's got the veining of stones, um, all the sort of features you like. In fact, I think there's 39 different uh, types that you can choose from. But it withstands everything. Like you can put a hot plate on there. You can spill your wine on there. You can draw on it, and it will all just wipe off. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, piece of engineering and, and really should check it out and especially too if you're lucky enough to have an outdoor kitchen this is great for that, that too because a lot of people choose the wrong material when they are creating outdoor kitchen not realizing that there are elements there's heat there's rain there's cold uh, a product like this will hold up to those it will hold up to those super extreme changes in, um, in you know being outdoors so definitely check it out Decton by Cosentino really great stuff uh, Finally, one last thing for you, James, before I go, and that is creating a accent piece in a room, right? So you've got this empty room. People ask me, all right, where do I start? What do I do? I've got an empty room. I, I want to redo it. I don't know where, where to begin. I always say start with one piece, either a couch or a carpet or uh, one great suggestion I want to talk about is a fan, a ceiling fan, right? So you can start from the top and work your way down. Start with one piece and build the room around that. I, I have... Uh, uh, really like these Hunter fans um, because they're so easy to install and because they come in so many varieties of colors and textures, it makes it way easy for you to actually start because there's a whole variety of choices. And now you can say, hey, I really like that. Start with the fan, install it yourself. You can do it. And then build the room around that. You know, build, add, add, add uh, cushions or, or paint the room. Everything's starting with that ceiling fan. And obviously Hunter fan has, they have great, great whole wide variety of products um, go check out hunterfan.com and um, pick out one you like and then install it and start from there and of course you get the added benefit of having nice airflow in uh, in you know in the, in the space and it makes the whole space better I don't do you have any ceiling fans James no no do not have ceiling fans <laughs> well I highly suggest that it's a good way to start and, uh, I mean, l listen, I could go on for, for hours and hours. you got a couple hours, I'll stay here and, and talk your ear off. Ha-ha, <laughs> yes. Well, wh wh where do we go for more information? 
More information, uh, you can go to Moen.com, uh, you can go to HomeDepot.com, and HunterFan.com, and check out all these products. You will believe me, you will you'll be happy you did. Fantastic. Have yourself a wonderful morning. Thanks. You too. Attention, this is a public notice from Citizens Disability. If you are one of the millions of Americans who are disabled and unable to work, you may be entitled to disability benefits from Social Security. Receiving benefits is your right if you suffer from a physical or mental disability. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied, Citizens Disability can help. You'll be given an advocate who will evaluate your situation, handle your application, and deal with Social Security. Best of all, there is no fee until you receive your benefits. We only get paid if you win your case. To get started with your free no-obligation consultation, call 800-504-1639. That's 800-504-1639. There are a vast number of conditions that can make you eligible for disability benefits, many that you may not be aware of. So if you're disabled and unable to work, Call Citizens Disability today. Again, that's 800-504-1639. 800-504-1639. That's Citizens Disability. 800-504-1639. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. They can consolidate your debts, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. Call Consolidated Credit now. 800-404-0907. 800-404-0907. That's 800-404-0907. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 33313. Not a loan company. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM-19. Oregon DM-80031. Licensed by Virginia State Corporation Commission DC-32. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-809-5785. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one -on -one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-809-5785. That's 1-800-809-5785. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS and you cannot afford to make payments to the IRS, you may qualify for the CNC tax program. This is a new program, and if you qualify, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Once you're accepted into this program, the IRS is forced to stop all harassing collection activities. No threatening phone calls, no wage garnishments, no bank levies, and no more monthly payments to the IRS. Get ready to write this number down. It's the most important number you'll ever need to End your IRS tax nightmare. Call Paramount Tax Relief at 800-549-6183 for a free confidential consultation to find out if you qualify for the CNC tax program. Once you are accepted into the CNC tax program, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Call Paramount Tax Relief now at 800-549-6183. That's 800-549-6183. Again, 800-549-6183. All over the Midwest, from Chicago to New Orleans, we have five albums out. Uh, our sixth album is...
is coming out uh, November. I'm sorry, uh, March 31st, called uh, 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 Viola Organista, the Macabre Carnival. And uh, we just played a show last night with Icon for Hire, uh, internationally known band, and we're getting a lot more festival coming up. And uh, I hope you're going to hear about us here pretty darn soon. Fantastic. Well, we've got right we've got Chris Oley with us today as well. Chris, jump in there. I know you've been preparing for this interview. I know you got some questions for. Well, us. yeah, um, I, I do have some questions. Uh, first of all, I want to say uh, congratulations to uh, to uh, a great uh, show last night. Uh, I've been uh, reading all the social media. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to uh, make it there, Scott, and uh, and, and due to. Uh, uh, extenuating circumstances right now um but uh i definitely want to uh i do want to hook up uh you know and and catch some uh, live music some uh some weekend or maybe you know even even maybe a private session during one of your uh one of your uh practices or something you know that would be really cool um yeah we'll make it happen right on um so last night uh you you, icon for hire uh is one of your band members has has a uh a Deep meaning for one of the band members, uh, Liza Jean. And, yeah, uh, and I was wondering yeah. if you could uh, uh, elaborate. And uh, she she was talking about, and she she I read her uh, her letter to uh, on on uh, social media uh, to Icon for Hire. You know, uh, she thanked them. And you guys are very down to earth, and that uh, um, you know, easy to talk to, uh, reachable, and mm-hmm. she. Uh, you know, a lot of times I have uh, a deep uh, connection with a band's music. Okay, one being uh, one of them being Queens Right for me. You know, and uh, I have a deep connection with uh, with your songs that that you, that uh, you've shared with me. And uh, oh, wow. one, in, yeah, uh, one in particular, uh, which would be the third track, which is. Uh, Oh shoot, Jiggy, help me out. What your third tracks? <laughs> you, you, you guys, you guys do have. You guys have some fantastic music, by the way. Uh, we have got. Uh, oh, well, thank you so much. We've got Alice, sweet Alice, with us today here on our big broadcast. We're going to be playing some of their music here in a few moments as well. Um, Chris, I, I, I know that these guys, uh, you, you got wind of these guys through social media and through some of your contacts up there in the Kansas City area. Uh, people are just raving yeah. like crazy about these guys. Yes, most definitely. Um, and everybody that I've, sh- that, I've uh, that I've talked to and I've, and I've shared your page with, uh, or been li- or listening to your to the, the MP3s that you sent me, Scott. Uh, they they love them. I'm a, I'm surrounded by veterans. You know, uh, I'm, I'm a U.S. Navy, wow. and uh, uh, I'm a uh, you know I, I go to the I have a I'm part of a nonprofit. Back. We are going to see, and I believe there is Catherine. How are you, my friend? It's James Love from iHeartRadio. How are you today? 
Hey, I'm doing fabulous. How are you doing? Pretty good, actually. We've got our uh, next guest with us today, the fabulous personality, Catherine Smirk. And uh, she is the author of a top-selling book, Miss D and Me. It's dealing with one of the greatest movie actresses of all time. That's Betty Davis. And uh, Catherine joins us from Los Angeles. And uh, Catherine, tell us a little bit about this book, because the book is centered around the last ten years. Uh, Betty's life, and uh, you guys were very close friends. Tell us all about it. It's true. Miss D, um, and that's why I say Miss D, because that's the name I always call her. Yes, yes. Um, because we had a, hard, a difficult time. I come from the era, and so did she, that, you know, you didn't formally use proper names. Um, in other words, you wouldn't think of calling somebody older by their first name. So she came up with that idea, and it stuck, and then she came up with the idea for Cap. But what the book basically is about, it's about these two women and the journey they took. And when I was 23, and I don't think it changes with kids today who are 23, you have all this energy, you want to see the world, you think, I thought I was invincible, and here's the woman, she was in her 70s. Honestly, I did not know who Betty Davis was. I wasn't brought up in, you know, the motion picture industry. Far from it, you know. I come from a family of five, and it was hard work, and I was studying to be a doctor. So, you know, life takes its own journey, but I always I always promised her I would write a book. Um, well, she always said I would. I must say, in the profession that I work in and from working for some of the famous people like Miss Davis or um, Buzz Aldrin, you know, the first man to watch the movie. You keep things, they keep their private life very private. But Miss Davis, knowing the film industry, and she always said, you make a film because there's a story to tell. And the story is a relationship about a young girl and an older woman, an older woman. There's 50 years difference. But... You know, when people are older in their 70s, they have lived life. They're incredibly uh, smart because they've, they've gone through everything. As she said, make a million mistakes. Just don't make the same one and learn from me. And so that's basically, you know, it's how I learned so much from her. And let me tell you, the kids who are 23 or 24, there is so much that the elderly get from them. It's the enthusiasm. It's the passion. It's things that by the time you're in your 70s, you lose along the way. And in our book, the, the last part of the book, it's, it's a lot. My book is more not on the professional side because there's so many books about Miss Davis. It's really on the personal side. And so that's what, it, hopefully, the book is to inspire kids to go follow your dream, follow your passion, and, you know, and if you don't have a misty or a grandmother or a mother, you know, maybe it's, you know, uh, somebody you can learn a lot from. And it's also about women mentoring other women. We've got a great guest with us today, Catherine Sirmark, with us today, and uh, tell us a little bit about, a little bit more about the book Miss D and Me: Life with the Invincible Betty Davis. Uh, tell us about the writing process for the book. The writing process. Let me tell you, <laughs> uh, my book is based on when you read my book, you're hearing Miss Davis's actual words because it's taken from tapes. 
that Miss D and I had made when we were on our motor trip going through France. These are all letters. So when people say, oh, well, how can you possibly remember 28 years ago? Of course. You can't possibly, but because I had diaries, I have date books, I have her actual words um, on tape and on videos, and because I am part of the Betty Davis estate, that her son gave me permission to go ahead and use her words, which is why when you read when you read the book, you hear her words. It's her energy coming through it, and that I think what has been an enormous great success let alone, you know, everything that she taught me in the film industry. From here, not growing up, but Ms. Davis had over, well over 50 years in the business, probably closer to more like 60, 60 plus. And so by the time I'm on a film set with her, she, she knows everything, even when we were working with Ron Howard. Ron started very young, but still Ms. Davis, she knew the lighting, she... That was her life. We've got, yes indeed, we've got Catherine Sirmark with us today, Miss D and me live with the invincible Betty Davis. She joins us today here on our big broadcast. Tell us about some of the reviews and some of the different feedback you've gotten on the book so far. I've been very, honestly, I always say, hey, it's Miss D up there protecting me because it got the award from Amazon.com, and it's still to this day, it's it's rated, I think it's like a 4.75. Barnes & Noble gave it an award, and they kept it on two more months longer. So this week, I just came back from the Tucson Film Festival, and now I'm headed to the uh, L.A. Times Book Fair, which... Um, is at USC, my my alma mater, and I've been very blessed with the reviews. Very, very blessed. And so now, as Miss Dioy said, first you do the book, and second you do the movie. So hopefully that is the next project because it's a wonderful book about two women, kind of almost like you know Thelma and Louise is how the motor trip is. We've got a great guest with us today, Catherine Samark with us today, Miss D and me live with the Invincible, Betty Davis. Joins us today here on our big broadcast. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you want readers to take away from your writing of this great book. Uh, when you were asking, you know what, and I'm sorry because I have a terrible tendency to go from A Not to a problem. But, yeah, I do apologize because now I'm going back to that one question, how the process of writing the book. I went through two writers before I personally pay the writers, and I tell anybody out there, you pay the writer, or uh, because I had a co-writer, um, because then you can c- control the book. If you let the publishers, you know, uh, hire the writer, then that's like taking on when Miss Davis took on Warner Brothers. I owe a great deal to Danielle Morton, because I might be the keeper of all this information. I was overwhelmed with stories. We had to focus on one, you know, one area. Think of when you've had 10 years and you've, you know, uh, traveled the world with Miss D, you meet all these presidents, you've been on so many films, you meet all these incredible people. There are so many stories that you get lost. There's a, there's enough information that you could do a trilogy of books. But as Miss Dioy said, you've got to really focus. And Danielle, that was 
she was invaluable for it because after interviewing other writers, she saw she was the first writer to say she saw the road trip, and everything was centered around the road trip. So, so what I um, it's there's a various things one can walk away with it with the book after reading it. One, if um, if you have your grandmother or whatever, you could pick up the phone and, you know what, just be compassionate towards the other person. If you are older, there's a huge story now because people who are my age, their parents are older. And I go in great detail what happens when you are in a hospital. I show you the other side. Also, Miss D shows you the other side. Because when people do get older, chances are maybe they have a stroke, maybe they have a heart attack, maybe they're in the hospital for this or that. But it does affect family members or um, people who are very close by. And when I was going through that, and so was Miss D at a very young age, nobody, there were, there were no books on this. Nobody, you know, you just believe whatever a doctor says, you believe whatever a nurse says, and that's that. And, and the book goes into detail, you know, those are things that um, you always want hands-on that somebody's there because they're normal people. People make mistakes. And those mistakes that the nurse almost made, it almost killed her. You know, it's easy to give somebody the wrong pill. We've got a, a great guest with us today. She joins us live here in a broadcast. It is a, a fantastic, fantastic guest, Catherine Sirmark, with us today. She's the co-founder of the Betty Davis Foundation and co-beneficiary of the Betty Davis Estate, and uh, she has a fantastic, fantastic new book out there. It is entitled Miss D and Me. Life with the Invincible Betty Davis. And uh, tell us a little bit about uh, this this book here in regards to the possible reasons Betty Davis's daughter, Bede, betrayed her mother and wrote a scathing Mommy Dearest-style tell-all about Davis in the 1980s and how the treachery almost killed Davis. Tell us all about it. That is. I mean, when you are fighting, and by the way, thank you very much for complimenting our book. Yes, but, yes, Nick. Uh, Miss Davis, really, I appreciate that. But Miss Davis goes into the hospital. She goes into the hospital for a mastectomy. Okay. A lot of times, anybody, uh, when if they'd been around hospitals or the elderly, I used to say, once you go in for one thing, you cure, you cure that, but then something else happens. Nine, day la- nine days later, she suffers a stroke. In the hospital, the doctors tell, um, they tell Harold and I, they gave Misty, if she was at all lucky, but they didn't think it would happen, uh, they gave her three weeks. Uh, then they also, Miss um, Davis's son, Mike, was there, and so was Stevie, and they went over and they had a chat with them. Harold, Miss Davis's attorney, always said, do not give up on Betty Davis. Do not. Nobody knows Miss Davis. And she's a fighter. And even though with those odds, Harold always said, don't give up on her or we won't give up on you. And it took everything. Because you, if you go back 30 years ago, 30 years ago, I mean, today people have strokes all the time. It's amazing what we have learned from there. But what Miss Davis went through, nobody. You know, if you have a stroke, Hollywood was, oh, okay, go have your stroke, 
yep. never be seen again. Do not be seen again. And because they, it, it was that image. And uh, Miss Davis did not look in the mirror for one year. And let me tell you, to be 75 years old, and it took four months just to move the pinky to the thumb, because the right side, you have no muscles. You know, and people just think at that time they just thought, oh, okay, she had a stroke. Go have your stroke three months later. Come back, and we want to see the Betty Davis that we all know. You know, that's the exterior. What about the person? What about the person who gave their whole life? That is her life, her love, and that many times. Let me tell you, she wanted to give up, and you're in. You're. It's worse than being in a prison. At least in a prison, you get to see sunlight. You get to go outside. When you're in a hospital room, and we were there close to three months, and you can't turn on the TV set because if you do, that press is everywhere. And when you're dealing with somebody who just had a stroke, they don't know they had a stroke. We know they had a stroke. But, you know, you don't know what goes into their mind. I mean, it's... Um, so to go through all that, and it took a good year or two, and she pulls through. Miss D, we make it. And she finally makes her first film. She gets an offer. Well, during the one great favor that we had, she wrote a book. We wrote this and that. And honestly, I had a dream. We're in the hospital, and eventually her body she didn't have the muscle on the left side, but the brain, her brain was intact. Yes, you know, at first it takes like about two, three weeks. They try all this medication, but eventually, but no, her brain was intact, but not the body. That was the biggest fight. So that's how she said, okay, I just thought, all right, let's just start. Years ago, she had talked about a book. And if you're in the hospital, I thought, okay, great. It will give us something to do. Well, what that book eventually did, it was a great inspiration. And, it, and this and that, it's a little of this and it's a little of that. The reason I'm telling you this story is because part of the recuperation after, I think, we were six months in New York and we made it back to L.A., we were in Malibu. And that's where... Uh, we decide to write this and that. Miss Davis lived in West Hollywood at the Colonial House. Yes. So when you come back, when you, after you have had a devastating illness, nobody tells you when you walk into the house, oh, it's totally different. Because now you're not walking. Now you're in a wheelchair. Try putting the wheelchair on carpet. Now you've got a nurse. Now you have to get a show. All of a sudden, your house is not your house. You feel violated because now there are all these people that have to be there, and you want your privacy. So eventually, it's like, okay, now you it's a few steps forward, and now you go back. You get depressed. So we go out to Malibu because she loves Joyce of the Ocean is Healing, found her place right in the water, and she writes... Um, Aside from, you know, we're writing about the stroke, there's a chapter, and it's called Sons and Daughters. And she writes about her children. Miss Davis loved her family with everything to Miss D. She loved Beatty more than anything in the world. She loved her son. And so it was during that chapter that I got a call from Mr. Schiff saying he heard Beatty 
her daughter had just written a book, and I said, that's impossible. Beattie would never, ever do it. I didn't make my book more about Beattie. I have so many photos. Uh, Missy always talked to Beattie. They were, it, yes. they were also like best friends. So for somebody to come out at that time and write a book, oh, that was worse than the stroke. Absolutely devastating. Think, I don't think Beattie intentionally, truly thought her mom was going to make it. Because if you really did, why'd you wait so long to write the book? You could have wrote it five years go. ago. There you go. Well, uh, Catherine, I appreciate you making time for us today. Our next guest, Donna Carol Boss, patiently waiting on the telephone. I've got to get to her, but uh, I appreciate you making time for us today, my friend. Oh, I thank you, and I thank all your your listeners out there, and it's just a great honor. Thank you ever so much. Thank you. Have yourself a wonderful day. There's Catherine Samark, and uh, we are going to take a brief time out. When we come back, we've got Donna Carol Voss patiently waiting on the telephone. We'll be back here in a few moments. Attention, this is a public notice from Citizens Disability. If you are one of the millions of Americans who are disabled and unable to work, you may be entitled to disability benefits from Social Security. Receiving benefits is your right if you suffer from a physical or mental disability. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied, Citizens Disability can help. You'll be given an advocate who will evaluate your situation, handle your application, and deal with Social Security. Best of all, there is no fee until you receive your benefits. We only get paid if you win your case. To get started with your free no-obligation consultation, call 800-504-1639. That's 800-504-1639. There are a vast number of conditions that can make you eligible for disability benefits, many that you may not be aware of. So if you're disabled and unable to work, call Citizens Disability today. Again, that's 800-504-1639. 800-504-1639. That's Citizens Disability. Disability, 800-504-1639. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. They can consolidate your debts, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. Call Consolidated Credit now, 800-404-0907. 800-404-0907. That's 800-404-0907. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Incorporated. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 33313, not a loan company. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM-19, Oregon DM-80031. Licensed by Virginia State Corporation Commission, DC-32. We put something on all the talk show hosts that Ajax can't take off. But we can't do it alone. So please contribute to the Jiggy Jaguar Show. Check out JiggyJaguar.com for more info. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-809-5785. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, 
There's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call a place for mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 24 7, 365, and available worldwide on the internet. This is the number one talk show online, the world famous Jiggy Jaguar Show. There we are, back here on our world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. Those commercial breaks are just too goddamn long. Uh, we've got Donna Carol Voss uh, on the telephone. And uh, Donna, what do you have for us today, my friend? Hello, Jiggy. Have yes. Very sad story of 16 year old Kyle Plush in Cincinnati, Ohio. No, I have not. Tell us all about it. So this young man, 16 years old, after school last week on uh, April 10th, he was getting his tennis equipment out of the back of his van. He was in a Honda Odyssey. He was leaning over the third seat into the back storage area, and somehow that third seat flipped on him and pinned him down. So his chest was being compressed, and he was having trouble breathing. Somehow he managed to voice activate his phone using Siri, and he called 911 in Cincinnati. The first call was at 3.14, and he said, hey, I'm stuck in my van. Can you please help? I'm in danger here. Well, the 911 operator, she sent out a police, uh, I think it was two police officers, and the young man had said, I'm in a parking lot near my Seven Seven Hills school. Well, the police couldn't find him. They drove around for 11 minutes around parking lots near the school. They couldn't find him. So 21 minutes later at 3.35, he called in much more urgently and said, I'm dying. I'm, if, I, if I die, tell my mom I love her. I'm, I don't have much time left. And that 911 operator, and at that point during that call, he actually identified the make and model of his car, gave some more precise location information. Well, now there's this big drama and hoo-ha because the police dispatcher claimed that she couldn't hear him say that. She did not relay that information to the police who were out looking for him, and he died. Wow. Holy smokes. Yeah, it, it's really, really tragic. And so they're doing a big investigation. In fact, just today the city council in Cincinnati had a meeting where they're demanding answers to these questions. But, interesting, the internal investigation of the police department found that the first, there, so there are two different dispatchers, the first one at 314, she did everything about 90% right, but what she did wrong is she should have relayed to the police officers that she heard banging, screaming, and other background noise that indicated it was more of an urgent call. Maybe they would have looked harder or longer, but how, I mean, in my mind, how stupid are these police officers? How many parking lots can there be around a school in Cincinnati, Ohio? And at after school, you know, the parking lot empties, lickety-split, because all the kids and the teachers want to go home. So how many vans could there have been? I don't get that. But in any event, it was really the second call that was the problem. Now, the, the dispatcher said she couldn't hear him. And apparently there's an issue with the reliability and quality of the 911 system in Cincinnati. <coughs> the that her computer screen froze up. So she wasn't able to enter information that would have gone out to the police. She couldn't hear what he was saying about the make and model of his van. But here's what I, what my approach is. Do you know that uh, there are eight sanctuary cities in Ohio? And that as far back as 2013, Ohio joined in with 28 other states and wrote a letter to President Obama saying that 
American citizens and quote unquote aspiring citizens, code for illegal immigrants, yes. should have access to health care and nutrition assistance and insurance because aspiring citizens, it's just as important for them to get these services as regular American citizens. Well, don't you think that if Ohio weren't paying quite so much out to illegal aliens, they might have a little more money to work on their 911 system? Well, that too. <laughs> that too. It is. Uh, I think it's outrageous. It is Donna Carol Voss. She's with us today here in our broadcast, and uh, she joins us live. Check out DonnaCarolVoss.com for more information. She is uh, talking to us today about an Ohio teenager who suffocated in a van twice after calling 911, and it's leading to an investigation. We've got the uh, link up on our website. It is uh, over there from NBC News. Um, tell us a little bit more about this story, my friend. Well, I want to recommend the book that I co-authored with Brian Peyton Joyner, A Deep Dive Sanctuary Cities. Yes. Because it really does do a very good job of explaining how these municipalities, it, you would love to have them be the bad guys, and I think they are for all intents and purposes. But you can understand from their point of view that they have some legitimate reasons for not wanting to help the feds enforce federal immigration law. However, the fact that the states pay in-state tuition, subsidize in-state tuition, pay for stamps, uh, food stamps, uh, nutrition assistance, all this for illegal aliens, even in some states, you know, California is the worst, they offer them driver's licenses, and if they're arrested, they will pay for a public defender to help them with their anti-deportation lawsuits. So sanctuary cities, they if, if you want to look at it as borrowing from Peter to pay Paul, they are taking money away from the safety of American citizens to provide it to the safety of illegal immigrants and oftentimes criminal illegal aliens. So I really recommend the Sanctuary Cities Deep Dive book. I think it gives a very quick overview, a very easy, very digestible of the whole situation of sanctuary cities, which is heating up yet again. It seems like it took a little, a little backseat there for a while. There was so much other news, but now it's really heating up again. We've got Donna Carol Voss with us today. DonnaCarolVoss.com is the official website. Pick up all our books. Read all of our articles over there and listen to all the podcasts available right now. DonnaCarolVoss.com. Now, um, what, what, what do you think is going to be done about this situation? Is, uh, Nothing. I really think nothing, because if this, if this, you know, they said they have the recording of the call of the second